Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Hello, how's it going? Welcome, 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 welcome to Ask Stassi. Um, I have a bunch of questions. I spent a lot of time reading emails today, like a lot of time. Um, I'm tired now. (laughs) I feel like I know so many more things about you. Um, isn't that so weird? Like I'm talking to you, but like I'm also talking to somebody else who's like maybe in the car next to you or like <laughs> next door or something like that. Whatevs. Um, before I get into all of the questions, though, I wanted to talk about something that I just feel like women need to be aware of right now. Something that's been going on um, in the media that we've been reading about and involving the court system and all of that stuff. Um, If you feel like I'm about to bore you, please, I'm not. I'm really not trying to bore you. I just feel like if I have a platform where where I can um, talk to people, communicate with people, um, I'm going to want to bring up some things that I think people need to know about. What the fuck is going on with this Brock Turner If you know what I'm talking about, you're nodding your head. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I want you to pull over your car or stop whatever you're doing. Put your glass of wine down. Google Brock Turner. I want you to look up the whole story. So I'm going to fill you in a little bit as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday or a couple days ago, I was just checking Daily Mail, checking my websites, and I, I saw this article that said, um, talking about Brock Turner's father and how he had penned this like open public letter about his son because, okay, so I was like, what the heck is this? What is like, who's this dad? Like what, who is Brock Turner? So I looked up the whole story. Apparently Brock Turner, um, well, he used to be an athlete. He was on the swim team at Stanford University, and everybody thought that he was going to be in the Olympics, like he was some sort of prodigy. He was accused of rape uh, a year and a half ago. And a few days ago, 
the trial came to an end. He was convicted. Um, it was unanimous. I, I feel like every single, I think that's what I read, that he is guilty, except his punishment was only six months in prison. Six months. Um, so then I started like digging some more and like researching more of this trial. And I had saw, I had seen that the victim who I've tried looking up her name everywhere. It, it must not be available to, I, I can't find it, which doesn't make sense to me, but I, I, I have not been able to find it. Everything that I read just says victim. Um, so I, I read that the victim on the right after the trial came to a close and the verdict was read. She asked to address Brock Turner in court and she wrote a letter. And when I say you guys, I read this letter that she wrote and spoke. She read it to him in court. So she faced him. It was the most powerful thing I've ever read in my entire life. I, I think it took me 35 minutes to read. I feel like I was in, in my bed like for more than a half an hour reading it. It's that long. And I was sobbing most of the time. It was so powerful. I just, I, I, I couldn't even believe it was explosive. The way that she wrote and discussed what happened to her and, and, and not even just that night, the night of the crime, but also the year and a half after that and what she's had to go through. I just feel like as a, as a woman, I, I want you to go and read it so that we have uh, so much more of an understanding of what women go through when they're victims of a sexual crime or domestic violence, it could, either one. I just think it it's a very important thing for for us to recognize that in the media so many people trivialize things or you know just make them seem just uh, more scandalous in a way that it makes it seem like it's like a movie. They, It's like glamorized. You know, Twitter, you can only put in like, what, fucking 60 characters? So you can't really like, people are tweeting about things. You, you never really understand like just how insane um, something can be. I feel like I'm not articulating this well. But I really do. I was, I thought about actually reading her letter on my podcast. and But then I just thought... It's it's way t I don't know if I can do that. It's it's way serious. But you're welcome if you actually go and read it because I think it'll change your life. And uh, just after reading what she went through and the fact that this douche literally he's only going to prison for 6 months, it's just completely unfair. Completely unfair. Could you imagine being raped? unconscious i'm telling you this person he was caught red-handed two dudes on a bike it was at night after a frat party two dudes were riding their bikes and saw behind a dumpster that some little shit kid was raping an unconscious girl unconscious her, her clothes over her head you could see her boobs everything was exposed like and he 
the kid got up when he was caught and just tried to make a run for it. So imagine if that happened to you. The girl woke up in a hospital or, or going to a hospital in like a one of those little stretcher things had no idea anything had happened to her. She had no idea she had been raped. She didn't know. And the story that she tells about everything that she went through and how she found out was just traumatizing and how this Brock Turner kid and his his legal team have just tried to destroy her and her family like it's this it is so sad and I read that there's some like petition going around uh, asking a ju- the judge to extend his time where is that petition I'll fucking sign it like it's just unreal so yeah it would make me very happy if you looked that up. It feels kind of weird to like just go into something lighthearted and trivial. But listen, it's what we got to do. This is Ask Stassi. Uh, super exciting news. My next guest for this week is going to be Annabelle DeSisto. I haven't had her back in a really long time. It's, you know, I've just been like saving it up, you know. You know how when like you haven't had like a glass of wine in a really long time, you're just like trying to like go as long as you can so that when you actually have that glass of wine, it tastes better than anything you could have imagined. That's how I feel about Annabelle because she's obsessed with The Bachelorette. She's obsessed with Southern Charm. Um, Yes, it's going to be amazing. I have so many questions. I have just, I've been so excited about The Bachelorette. I think all of these dudes are so fucking lame. <laughs> and I have so many words. Uh, so, yeah, that will be going on. Check it out. Don't forget to tune back in. Refresh, like, your podcast app on Thursday so that you can see it. All right, I'm going to get into my first question. Um, my girl, Nicole, she sent me a picture of her, too. She's really pretty. Um... I don't want to say her last name just in case anybody she knows. Yeah, you know, you have done this before. You've listened to this before. You understand. So she says, I have a problem with a coworker. She's actually sitting next to me as I'm typing this. <laughs> I'm a hairdresser. The girl who works at the station next to me smells absolutely horrible. It literally smells like she doesn't wear deodorant. I literally think she showers once a week and it looks that way as well. She's a nice girl, but definitely doesn't portray a hairdresser. I feel like if you're working on people, you should look clean and smell clean. I feel bad even saying this, but she actually went to beauty school with me, so I've been smelling her for a while. It is, it is a very strong odor and smells up the whole area around her. To be quite frank, I'm so sick of this. All of the co-workers have brought it up as well to the manager. The manager actually made her a little gift bag of deodorant and body wash, saying that it is a welcome present, but she didn't take the hint. She's actually smelling worse now that it's getting warmer out. What would you do, and what are my thoughts? That sucks. <laughs> I actually don't feel like I've ever been around somebody that, like, smells that bad all the time. Maybe because I'm the one that smells bad all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually do think I, I smell, like... I always am insecure that I smell. My mom tells me that I smell like recess, you know, like little kids after they've been like playing out in the dirt all day. Like, cool. Thanks, mom. Why do you have to tell every single one of my boyfriends that? Like, can you just like calm the F down? Back off. Back off. Um, This is super tricky. Um, I'm not sure because I would never want to hurt somebody's feelings like that. Somebody who's like a kind person, you know, that's, that's that's tough but I don't actually think the responsibility is yours I it's the managers 100 percent because 
I do remember this happening. Actually, I wasn't one of the ones that noticed this smell again, probably because I might be the one who smells. But um, I remember at Sir, there was a dude that literally had that our bosses had to sit down and be like, listen, like, <laughs> you're you're like serving food and cleaning up food and you're around people who were like here for food and you smell like really bad. Like you're going to have to start washing your clothes and like putting on deodorant. Otherwise, we have to fire you. I mean, that it, it, you work in customer service. That's what you have to do as a manager. You have to. You can't worry about feelings because you're dealing with customers. It's a business. It's not personal. It's business. So you need to go to your manager and be like, this is insane. As like, it's your job to take care of your customers and your customers aren't going to come back. I know I wouldn't. If I was getting my hair done and I had to just like be, sit there because getting your hair done is supposed to be fun and luxurious and relaxing. Uh, having a beauty day is the best. And if I had to like smell something weird the whole entire time, I would just like, I would never come back again. So I'm pretty sure you probably have had, you're losing customers pretty much. So I say, go tell your manager 100%. Tell them to like grow a pair. You know, you don't need to be mean about it. You just got to be like, yo, girl, I've had a few complaints. You know, a few customers have said that there's an issue and you know, they, he doesn't need to blame it on you guys, on her, her co-workers. Blame it on the customers who they're never going to see again. Let me know how that turns out, actually. Okay, this is, okay, the next question that I have is actually probably like my favorite question I've ever been asked. <laughs> Amanda Reinert, I think that's how you say her last name. My girl, okay, like. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to try and make this a little shorter so I don't read everything. Um, so she moved from Charleston to Pennsylvania and she was, is a former party girl. So she has, she has children now, uh, but she definitely loves her cocktails. She said that her cocktail, uh, her choice of cocktail these days are, it's Prosecco with a splash of peach mango Tropicana, which what I do that all the time because I love Bellini's. Like if I'm having like a morning cocktail, that is, it's either Bloody Mary or a Bellini. And sometimes you don't have like the legit shit to make Bellinis with. So you got to improvise. So totally get it. But she said, my husband tonight tells me we are spending around $600 a month on this because I drink around two bottles of champs a night. You are my spirit animal. So she says, I need a cocktail that fits into a budget. So... I sat here staring at the screen for a really long time because I'm like, hmm, this is an excellent question. I don't even think I know the answer to this. So I kept trying to think back on like when I was at my most broke, uh, like when I was so skinny because I couldn't even afford food. Those were the days. And I was like, what did I used to drink? And I'm like, oh, I would like just like steal, like not steal bottles, but like I'd just drink at work. So like I didn't have to really pay for it. Um, but I'm trying to think when I went out, it was always bottles of wine. So I'm, this is the thing. I texted Kristen Doty, another alcoholic. She was a bartender for a really long time. So I thought maybe she would know. And she took this question very seriously. She keeps typing. The bubble keeps coming up because that's what she does. She can't just say one thing in one freaking text. It has to be like a million texts so that my phone just vibrates and gives me anxiety. So... I wrote her and I said, this is a serious question that I feel only you would know the answer to. If you were on a major budget with a family, but still wanted to get wasted every night, what would be the cocktail of choice? 
And she said, what do you mean with a family? And I was like, no, she's not, she's not feeding her children alcohol, meaning she like has, she's a mom. So like she can't be spending like shit ton of money on booze every month. And so she said, oh, so like if she's going to bars or at home, and I said at home, this is what she wrote. The big bottles of wine from like CVS, you know, like Sutter Home, whatever. The double bottles, LOL. Like when we used to do when we were broke. Yeah, I remember that. They're like $8 at CVS or Trader Joe's has like a $10 bottle of actually good vodka. It might even be a big boy. I don't even know what that means. Evan Williams is good for whiskey. It's a Jack Daniels replacement that tastes the same. It's hard when you don't know where they live, but I know Rachel always buys this vodka from Trader Joe's. It's not like rubbing alcohol, but the big boys of wine do the trick. It's like a buck a glass basically. And it tastes so good. I think CVS always has sales and CVS extra bucks help. If the service person says they can't use it for alcohol, they're liars. Okay, that's literally like everything that she just said, except she said it in, let me count, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16 texts, because she couldn't just send it all at once. 16, what I just read to you was 16 separate texts, and she's, the bubble's still up, so um, I, I have anxiety. Um, Yeah. I used to get the double bottles all the time. Honestly, it tastes like shit, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, if you don't want to do that, if so if we're all trying to save money, but get as wasted as we can off something. <laughs> I sound ridiculous. Um, I say go with the double bottles or now this is another this is another thing that I like. Get a cheap vodka that's not like the real shit kind. Like, okay, if, if you have a Trader Joe's or whatever, I guess, like, like if the, whatever vodka she's talking about, I'll, I'll try and figure that out, which the brand is. Um, you could make, like, if you, you can make drinks with that that, like, totally get you fucked up. Like, if you got, like, a Prosecco, a, a bottle of Prosecco and vodka, make yourself... I think it's called a celebrity. So lame, so cheesy, but it really gets you wasted. So you're not even going to need to drink that much. So the champagne and the vodka will last a really long time because if I have just like two of those things, that's it. I can't do anything else. Literally nothing else. Water for the rest of the night. That totally does the trick. I'm not going to lie though. I have had to go to the hospital the next day because I was that hungover from drinking it but that was before that was like eight years ago before I knew that I could only have two of them I've spent quite a many days at the hospital because of a hangover when I was younger because I didn't realize that like you'll you survive hangovers I always thought that I was like I was that one person that's actually gonna die from it (laughs) literally that's how I how I always was um now I just I personally can't mix shit I can have like beer and wine. I can mix those two things. I can maybe have like, you know, vodka and then like a beer after. I normally have to stick to the same thing. But I hope this helps. Um, I'm, I'm mad at you for asking this question because now Kristen won't stop texting. But... That was actually my favorite question that I've received. So cheers to that. Let me know if you like uh, the advice because (laughs) 
or if anybody like has other advice, they could tweet me and I'll correct myself on the next podcast. It's time for a little Stassi stash situation. Y'all have any parties coming up? Any birthdays, any graduations, bachelorette parties, anything like that? Do you need gifts for anything? I have a special drawer. I have a drawer that whenever I go to a party where I need to bring a gift, I open that fucking drawer and I'm like, hmm, what's there right now? Right now, I got some sheets, some bowl and branch sheets, the sheets that actually I sleep on and three U.S. presidents. That's my favorite part of bowl and branch. I've never missed that whenever I talk about them because like that makes me just feel like a gangster, like that I sleep on the same sheets that presidents sleep on. I'm telling you, even my friends, bowl and branch sheets, my friends will text me after they've like listened to my podcast a bunch of times and they'll be like, hey, I'm looking for sheets, but like are you like actually serious? Like, do you actually use those? Like, should I actually like go to bowl and branch? I'm like, yes, I am very serious. I used my own code and bought myself a second set. So like, that's how, you know, you really, really love something, right? That's how amazing bowl and branch sheets are. Um, let me tell you why they're as affordable as they are for the quality, because I'm telling you, it's like hotel sheets. Hotel style, fluffy, awesome sheets. Uh, But the reason that they're affordable and not so fucking expensive is because you don't have a middleman. You're not going to Bergdorf's or Neiman Marcus to get the sheets where they're marked up so that they can make a profit. You're going straight to the source, straight to who makes the sheets. So it's going to be a lot cheaper. Not everyone knows about it. That's why they're so awesome. And I'm offering you $50 off right now. If you go to bullandbranch.com, B-O-L-L and branch.com and use my promo code Stasi, you get $50 off a set of sheets. So that's a lot. I like a lot of money. $50 off a set of sheets. Think about that. So if you need sheets, honestly, it's just a great gift for anybody and everybody, every single person out there would be happy to receive that as a gift because it's something that you don't think to go do for yourself. You buy yourself one pair of one set of sheets normally and then you just like kind of have to for you you forget to buy a second pair. So then when you do the laundry, you're like, fuck, what do I do now? Just sleep on my mattress. It's nice. No one would ever be like, oh, no, I hate sheets. Everyone loves clean sheets. So go out and do it. Okay. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. She's never one to hold back on any topic. This is Straight Up with Stassi. Second present. Do you know how hard it is to find bras that actually like fit well? And you know that like when you go to a department store and you try on a bra, even if you like the way it is like the first time you try it on in a mirror, you get home and you try it on with your clothes and you act, it actually just like doesn't work and you actually, you realize that you don't like it as much. That sucks. Um, third love. Okay. Let me tell you about this because the reason why it's so great is that you can try out the bra for 30 days. Wash it. Take the tags off live in it for 30 days, make it smell like shit. It really doesn't matter. And if you don't like it, you can send it back. No questions asked. How amazing is that? I know how hard it is, I think more than most people, to find a bra that fits really well because I had ginormous, saggy tits. And yes, I finally got a breast reduction and a lift back in November. 
So I like to just be like free. Like I hate wearing bras now. I just I prefer to just like offend small children. If like <laughs> I don't really care. So I'm not a fan of bras. When I got their t-shirt bra, that's the one that the, tw- the 24/7 t-shirt bra is the one that I got because that's the only time I actually feel like I I have to wear a bra. When you're wearing a t-shirt, you can't like you know. I mean, maybe you can, but uh, dep- depends where you live and this t-shirt bra I'm telling you is so seamless and it was so comfortable there are no like tags on it the way that most bras are so there's like nothing to itch it's all just very clean and chic and if it fit like my giant boobs and they were contained because they're still giant even though they're just like not as giant then I know that it would work for you guys so yes go to thirdlove.com slash Stassi and you can get a bra for 30 days all you have to do is pay for shipping so basically you're going to give them your card they're not going to charge it until after 30 days all you have to do is pay for shipping that is it so just go and try it out because I know that I get so many of you guys that have actually used my code and done this tweeting me that holy shit thank you for introducing me to this bra it's amazing um I know you'll love it I mean, I get all of our bodies are shaped differently. So not one, not there's not going to be one magic bra that works for everyone. But I'm telling you, it's pretty damn good. So just go try it for free. If you don't like it, like all you're doing is paying for shipping. So what's to lose? Maybe you don't want sheets. Maybe you don't want a bra. Maybe you want a gift or give the gift of food. Because, hey, there's no one out there that doesn't like food. Maybe you want to have, maybe it's your boyfriend's birthday or it's your mom's birthday or there's like an event going on that you want to have a dinner party at your house, but you just don't fucking know how to cook. You don't know how to do any of that shit or you don't have time to look up recipes, go to the grocery, get all the ingredients, measure that shit out. That's exhausting. It takes a really long time. I feel like like women and men who like cook for their families. That's a job in and of itself. Like when do these people have time to do that? It is the most impressive thing in the world. I am always so impressed when I hear that someone cooks dinner for their loved ones every single night. I like bow down to them. It's incredible. I wish I was like that. Unfortunately, I'm lazy. Uh, But plated.com, let me explain to you what this is. You get to choose from a bunch of chef-designed meals okay and they're all they're changing all the time you can pick exactly which one you want for how many people you're cooking for so say you're having a dinner party of four people and you want like the salmon dish you click the salmon but four people the day that you want it delivered it will be delivered to your door when you want it in an insulated box okay fresh fish with like ice and everything like that shit doesn't go bad uh, every seasoning every ingredient is pre-portioned perfectly the steps are so easy to follow and there's a photo of what things are supposed to look like as the steps go by so you really can't fuck it up and everything doesn't like nothing takes longer than like 45 minutes I feel like when I've done this for Patrick I am telling you I've been so impressed with myself it's like I've convinced myself that like I'm a really good cook when I use this because the meals are that good um, right now, if you go to plated.com slash Stassi, you get a free dinner for two with your first purchase. So that's like an extra night of eating for free. Or you can make that shit last for two days. Say you're single. 
get a free dinner for two, cook it. You have a free dinner that night, save the leftovers for the next night or make it last all week, which is what I used to do when I was very, very poor. Um, yeah, I just think, let me give you the free gift of a two dinner situation. Plated.com slash Stassi. That's what's up. Okay, so Samantha Barrow um, messaged me, emailed me saying, I just graduated from ASU and currently a server at a comedy club. Shout out to that. What's a fun job and doing marketing for two restaurants in Arizona. But I feel like my heart is in California. When you left New Orleans for L.A., how did you do it? I feel like I'm ready to pack everything up and move tomorrow, but I don't know where to start. I have a high school friend that I could probably crash with for a bit in Orange County. But, you know, server life. I'm broke and I don't have a job set in stone out there. Would your advice be that I wait a few months to plan everything out or just go for it? Put it in the hands of fate and see what happens. I'll probably be broke, but hey, at least I would have the beach. I'm not going to say that my advice is going to be like what the advice you should listen to, but I have always been one of those types of people to just like go out there without a plan. (laughs) I don't ever feel like I truly have a plan for anything. I think that... When I may, I, I remember, how did I move out here? I, I was at the, the end of my first year at LSU and my boyfriend broke up with me. So I just on a whim flew out here because, um, well, his sister lived out here. So I was like, I guess that was like kind of stalkerish and I didn't even realize it until just now. Like the dude broke up with me and I flew out to like hang out with his sister I'm shaking my head at myself that I have not realized how weird I was nine years ago. Okay, cool. That's embarrassing. But anyway, I went out here, visited her, had fun, and I had family out here. So I've, I'm lucky that I have family out here. And they based, I had always wanted to move to Los Angeles. And they basically were just like, why don't you just stay? Go to summer school. And I'm like, well, I think I just, I mean, if I'm going to go to summer school, I'd want to like stay And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Why am I even thinking about it? So I called my dad and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move out here and I'm going to go to summer school. So that's what I did. I'm telling you, I moved here on my actual 19th birthday, June 24th, um, 2007. And I didn't know anyone because, well, LMU, I went to... Uh, summer school at Loyola Marymount and that's in Marina Del Rey where like no one is because everybody's in West Hollywood and stuff so even though I knew my ex-boyfriend's sister I I couldn't hang out like it wasn't like a thing I could hang out with her all the time so I moved there alone on my birthday I had no friends literally not one friend and all I was told is that you were I have this dorm that has like three other girls in it and go to the office and get the key I had to do I I like had to like make a million trips with my heavy suitcases by myself all up the stairs no one was there to help me and I let myself into this dorm thinking I was going to be like greeted by some like fun people and no one was there not one person and I didn't know where they were because I don't I don't know them and I didn't have anyone's phone numbers So I was like, okay, like, are they gone like forever or like they just gone for the day? Um, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, I'm hungry and there's no food here, but I don't know how to I don't know where anything is. And this is before before smartphones. So like 
I didn't know where to go. I couldn't like MapQuest, <laughs> MapQuest, that's ancient. I couldn't just like look something up. So I drove around trying to remember like, okay, I passed this, I passed this, I passed this. And I found a Target and I bought frozen pizza and ranch dressing and the Saved by the Bell boxed DVD set. And I went back home and it, to this dorm, the roommates are still not there. And I just sat there and ate pizza with ranch and watched Saved by the Bell reruns the whole entire night on my birthday. They did not come until the next day, my roommate. So I had to sleep at a random dorm, not knowing if somebody's going to barge in on my birthday. It was like the suckiest. But everything worked out for me. Everything always works out because you're forced to make it work out. And that's how I, I really like to live life because some you can't ever plan for anything. You really can't. Like, yes, you can kind of plan. You know, I'm going to save money. You know, I'm going to do this. Yes, you can do that. But you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You never know like what's going to happen that's going to make you have to do something else. Like shit happens all the time. So you can't just plan every little step. It's never going to work out that way. If there's something that you want to do and you feel like your gut is telling you and like you just have this desire to do it, go and do it. Because if all of a sudden you realize that you're broke with nowhere to live, chances are you're going to figure it out. Like if you're starving, you're going to find a way to feed yourself. And that's just what it is. So I'm not worried about you ending up on the streets. You'll be fine. You just have to get there. Um, figure out which area you want to live in and just get a job. It doesn't need to be a job you're going to have for a long time. Go apply to a restaurant and just figure it out. I'm telling you, work is the best way to make friends too. All my friends are either from college or from Sir. So I say move to L.A. and apply for a restaurant job and become best friends with all the people that work there. Boom. Then maybe you could get a reality show and then a podcast. Um, but yeah, that's my advice. Definitely to just do it. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that you should always be taking advice from because just because it works for me it doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. But I truly always feel like if if you're hungry, you'll find a way to feed yourself. So that you'll be fine. Um, okay, that's it for me today. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed that and uh, check back next time for my next one with Annabelle. We're going to talk a lot of fucking shit. Bye, Khaleesi's. <laughs> <laughs>